Let's talk about the future of blogs for businesses, a palindrome podcast. Does information have a weight? And what about information that we pass on, that we absorb and then send to others? Profound, right? So when we talk about the need for information, the need to connect with information, not this touchy-feely need to connect with people, this cliche connect with people, storytelling, and the other jargon that branding people might shove your way. Rather, the beauty of logical, organized, relevant information. I say it's time for a more rational approach to branding, not an emotional one. Put your feelings aside. Provide value through information. Hello. Hello there. How are you? Hi. Hi. Hi, yes, you can hear me, right? Loud and clear. Cool. Nice one. All right. So welcome to the show. Um, let me just introduce myself. We're still waiting for my co-host, but uh, let's just start first. Um, sure. First of all, thank you for being here. Um, my name is Ralph from Palindrome, and um, this show is called Let's Talk About the Future of Blogs for Businesses. And uh, basically, it's a show... Um, uh, where we talk, talk to uh, people in a variety of industries about what they do and how they use uh, blogs and content for their businesses. So um, maybe you can start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yep. Thank you for having me. First of all, this is Kaushik here, Kaushik Mohanraj, um, part of Blazeland Technologies. And uh, I've been with Blazeland Technologies for the last eight and a half years now. Uh, and Blazeland in itself is about a nine-year-old company. Uh, I've been with BlazeClan right from the beginning of uh, it and been through the journey of uh, from being the fourth employee to now we are about 500 plus. Uh, we are, I look after the operations. I'm director of operations for Malaysia and Indonesia. And yeah, so that's how, that's what it is. Well, that's very nice. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite an operations guy as well. So like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, into <laughs> SOPs and, you know, operations and stuff like we, we actually, right. yeah we just featured um like a couple of episodes ago um a devops guy so like uh you, you know what devops is right yes of course so yep so we are into it so it's part of one of our offerings so maybe uh sometime i can talk about something of what we do and what are our offerings are yeah sure go ahead right so basically uh we are a born in the cloud company um which means that uh, we started with our services. So we are a services company. We are in the services business. Uh, We started our offerings with cloud services, uh, mainly around Amazon Web Services and Azure, Azure Technologies. Um, So uh, ever since then, we've been um, doing cloud native app development, uh, you know, DevOps, DevOps automation services, Managed services, which is, you know, once you go live, what do you do with your uh, managed services for enterprises and so on and so forth. So, and then we have a major focus in uh, uh, data analytics and insights as well. So that's another vertical that is growing for us as a service. Uh, and, oh. and we have been, yeah, and we have been working on that. My co-host has joined us, Khalid. Uh, this is Khalid from Palindrome as well. Khalid, can you say hi? 
Hello, hi, Kaushik. Hello, Khaled. Yeah, so uh, Kaushik was just telling us uh, more about uh, the services that uh, his company offers. And uh, yeah, very interesting. I mean, particularly in this day and age of, you know, digital, digital transformation and very, very relevant, right? Yeah, that's, that's our, our key service. Uh, you know, we help customers with digital uh, transformation. We enable the entire digital transformation process for enterprises and digital native businesses uh, and enable it using cloud technologies. So that's our strength uh, and that's our core strength of our uh, entire clan or clan mates as we call us. Right, yeah. Um, it's pretty clear that Blaze Clan is, is, a, is a pretty well-established startup that's kind of positioned to empower organizations uh, you know, with the, with the cloud infrastructure to accelerate efficiency, basically. And, um, yeah, it's great that you, you elaborated a little bit on the cloud-based services that you provide. Um, and I think it's important that businesses um, get using these kinds of services. I, I noticed as well that you have kind of, you kind of have DevOps as well offered in your, uh, in your, your uh, service arsenal. Is that right? That is right. That is right. So uh, to give you a perspective, right, of what, what we do. So let's say many customers, when you say digital transformation using cloud infrastructure, yes, cloud infrastructure is just the sets, helps us to accelerate the entire process. Uh, the digital transformation is much more where we come and engage with the customer, educate them to, you know, understand what the thing is, what their requirement is actually, uh, you know, uh, work that out for them. Because they have requirements and they have problem statements. And then they, you know, uh, we help them to break it down and, you know, put it into perspective and through it. And we enable that, so to say, your go-to-market is much quicker when we use cloud technologies. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think educating the, the market, educating industries, educating industry play, employers, um, about the, the the power of the power of uh, um, uh, all of these kinds of aspects related to digital adoption is pretty is pretty important. Mm -hmm. And I think with that cloud uh, remote working tools and you know digital integration utilities and all these other aspects of digital adoption are pretty prominent right now. And I think maybe like I guess you'd say that they are pretty necessary right now, right? Especially with with COVID-19, COVID-19 is pressing on over here in Malaysia. The numbers are kind of rising. Um, what, what kinds of trends are you seeing right now in your industry as well with, uh, you know, with businesses that are kind of scrambling to adopt uh, better digital infrastructures? But um, what are they doing right now? So um, the trend right now that we see uh, is that, you know, earlier, as, as, as they call it now, has like become a funny member now, which says that earlier CIOs and CFOs used to de decide what is to be done with digital transformation. But now COVID is pushing through and ensuring that it is being done and adopted by, uh, you know, across the industries. Uh, the trend that we see is more specifically around uh, analytics of data. So, team and you know enterprises have been collecting data uh, over the years but they have not put that to a particular use right and uh, and so they are moving towards adoption of uh, data analytics 
and providing uh, and getting insights into these uh, data that they are collecting. That's one aspect that we are seeing growth. And of course, the second one is uh, adoption of cloud in general because operations on um, you know non-cloud or any uh, self-hosted uh, data centers now means higher operation costs and uh, vulnerabilities. So now the adoption of cloud is being done because the go-to-market has to be quicker. They want to do quicker research and developments. And uh, as we call it, they, everyone wants to do a lot of innovation and they want to fail cheap. So when I say fail cheap, they don't want to spend a lot uh, upfront. They want to go to cloud, test it out. If it doesn't work, you know, chuck it. So that's how it is. So that's the approach that we're seeing by a lot of enterprises, CIOs taking, it, taking that across. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good point as well. That's a, I think that's something that you could say that's kind of healthy. That's come out come out of the um, the, the crisis right now, right? Uh, I think a lot of businesses are kind of adopting this fail cheap, as as you call it, this fail cheap mentality. And I think that's something that I personally have always um, kind of advocated. You know, mm-hmm. to MVP something, right? To to make sure that market validation is there before you really step step into deep waters and, and, and really, you know, carry out some, um, you know, larger, larger business processes, larger business development, you know, start a thing, create a company, all of that. And, and just delve in there before, even before you even know that the market is validated before you even have a market. Right. So I think that's something that's, that's happening right now. People are more careful. Yeah. This, but this also the shift that's, that, that's happening now, like, uh, yeah, MVP, right. Like, uh, and and all this these kind of philosophies like agile philosophies and stuff like that, right? Like that is just, right. yeah, just get in there, fail, right, and then you know learn learning process, right? That is that is exactly and uh, and with cloud that has enabled uh, even a startup, uh, you know, with not many dollars in the pocket to go and evaluate and test out his his or her idea, uh, put it into the market and validate it and then expand. So exactly as you put it, the MVPs are much more feasible, viable, and economical to do, uh, test out, and then pivot if required, wherever. Right, yeah. And, and I think another thing to say about that is um, that COVID-19, you know, it is, it is, it has kind of brought up a lot of challenges. And, and I guess there is an aspect of tragedy to the whole thing. A lot of people are suffering. A lot of businesses are suffering. A lot of places a lot of um, industries are, are, are compromised. But also at the same time, I think COVID-19 uh, is exposing a lot of vulnerabilities in a lot of the infrastructures that we've set up uh, initially. Right? It, it is. I think this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is something that's been said a couple of times by a couple of people. Uh, I think exposing the, the vulnerabilities is is a pretty uh, uh, a prominent factor that, that that's included here. And I think data analytics is, I guess you could say data, data analytics is uh, uh, one good example, uh, as you were mentioning, is one good example of, of how we are kind of filling the gaps of the weaknesses that, that have been kind of exposed um, in recent times. So, I mean, with that, uh, uh, what kinds of challenges are you noticing with, with SMEs in particular, especially, uh, you know, as many of them are, are kind of overwhelmed, you know, with the many digital adoption standards and these new expectations that are kind of rising up right now could could they could they maybe be having trouble with um 
things like resources or cost optimization or or maybe their IT infrastructure isn't even nearly as strong or, or as established maybe? Uh, what do you think? Mm. So to, to answer to your question, it's into two parts. And again, using the two points that you mentioned, first thing is security. A uh, lot of the, uh, you know, companies and enterprises, when they had to work remotely, that brought in a lot of, uh, uh, you know, challenges from a security aspect on how they're going to service their, their continue their uh, ongoing projects and so on and so forth. So those who were not ready, they were hit and, you know, being not being in an office, all of that brought in a lot of other security challenges. So that's one thing where a lot of companies had the first impact, right? And uh, again, uh, there were other solutions, you know, companies who were providing workplace solutions and all of them jumped quickly onto it to provide these solutions and made a buck out of it. Uh, you know, one good example is like Zoom and other video conferencing calls, which came in and made most of that opportunity there. Uh, similarly, you know, there were workspaces like AWS workspaces where you can uh, remotely access your, you know, your office environment your, or your office systems. So these kind of uh, uh, opportunities came in because of this uh, adverse uh, condition. And uh, that was the first challenge that many uh, SMEs had. And uh, cloud found the solution for it. Beyond that, the issue that they had was now what? Now what is to be done? Many of them were not ready uh, with the solutions in place, right? So uh, the data-backed decisions uh, were not being done. So they, there was a lot of trial and error method that was done by a lot of SMEs, right? So uh, whoever had adopted data, data analytics even before time, had invested into it before time, saw the benefit of it during uh, the COVID times and they could make decisions which were more informed uh, and more analytical based uh, decisions, which helped them to reduce their uh, experimental costs, so to say. Yeah. Uh, do you see any um, anything happening? Like, like I think uh, a lot of uh, interesting things are happening with automation as well, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. is that is true. So, uh, uh, so one thing again from an automation perspective, using either you know, uh, hello, DevOps or guys, or, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, Khaled, can we hear you. Yeah, sorry, you were saying, Kaushik. So yes, so uh, so my point was a lot of them have started to adopt and seeing the necessity to adopt uh, auto, you know automation processes automating yeah. their operations automating the way their regular work is done bau process is done uh, you know so that be it from you know from a devops angle so to say automating your uh, testing process to your deployment process to uh, automating your entire you know deployment of infrastructure or as we call it infrastructure as code a uh, lot of people are now adopting that so that there's lesser uh, dependence on actual uh, developers to go in and do it, right? So automation from that perspective and automation from a complete process, you know, process automation as well or uh, 
the RPAs that is being adopted. We are seeing a lot of uptake for RPA solutions as well in the market. Right. So do you see a lot more like um, a lot more businesses now that weren't technology before, like starting to get into it? Uh, when you say a lot of business getting into uh, th- those that uh, sort of weren't adopting technology before, maybe they are now more open to it, right? Certainly, certainly. Th- that's what I said. Like uh, those who did not want to spend the buck were, were cautious with their uh, investment earlier, now are forced to do it uh, either due to the necessity or seeing that they have to be ready for what is going to come in the future. Right. Uh, So a lot of them are going towards automation and adoption of uh, most managed services, so to say, which is managed by someone else. And then you just pay it off and then you're good. So that's kind of an adoption that we are seeing right now, Uh, be it, uh, you know, digital native businesses or, uh, you know, enterprises as well. So what what advice would you have for like a new business trying to digitally transform? What are some of the first steps? So for the first steps is um, first start small, right? Start small, uh, look at the smallest pain points uh, and, you know, that will make up for the entire, uh, the, the larger picture. So, so to say that if you have a problem statement for a particular, your particular business, your customers, Break it down, uh, go to the micro level, uh, but, and, you know, tackle one micro problem at a, at a point, right? Uh, don't go for a big bang approach. Start small, experiment uh, as much as possible, innovate, and then learn in the process. So that's the only way to do it. Uh, just because that something has happened due to COVID now, uh, don't go for a big bang approach with a timeline. Yes, timeline and everything is good to have. That gives you a framework, but uh, break it down to you know micro pieces and then work on the micro level. Yeah, it's a very big topic. I mean, like, um, uh, and 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 there are probably a lot of stakeholders involved from from you know technical people within the organization as well as maybe those um, business owners who are not so tech savvy and stuff. So like that, that that's that's where the educate education aspect comes in, right? Educating the market through your blog and through content and things like that, right? That's, that's right. That's right. In fact, we, uh, we, we educate our team so that, you know, when we are working with customers and we are, you know, from a business analyst perspective, how do we convert the technical solution to a business outcome? This is very critical on how we communicate. Um, okay. This is a solution, but what is the final outcome? And how do I translate that to, a, a, you know, solving a bigger picture and a, a business problem, so to say, right? And where is it going to save the dollars for them? So that's the end goal when we talk to business. Uh, don't talk technology. Break it down and tie it up to a business-solving problem. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, we, we actually uh, previously featured another digital transformation person. I don't know if you know him. His name is uh, Vix, Vignes Warren, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, from umper.net, I think. So he he's a like, leadership and digital transformation consultant. So like he was talking about how like it is a mindset thing, right? Digital totally. transformation. Yeah, it's, it's not just about adopting te- technology. It's about changing your mindset and about how you think about your organization, right? Yes, 
yes completely completely and uh, and that is where i think that education process using your blogs your video content that we use uh, that's very very critical uh, you know how you educate your the the mass at large and then your customers in particular yeah yeah so um coming to your blog i mean like uh, you have a lot of articles there like this is uh, like a truly international organization right how many countries uh, in a so lot? Uh, a lot so we started off uh, and we are headquartered in, in india uh, but we be, we are in southeast asia like uh, singapore malaysia and indonesia we have our offices and then we are in anz europe and in the northern americas so these are the regions that we uh, do but our global delivery center is based out in india and we have delivery folks here in malaysia as well so we wow. work with the likes of uh, you know the the media industry the finance sector so these are the sectors or uh, the verticals that we work in yeah i saw some of the uh, uh, companies that you served wow that that's that's like a lot of really seems really big i mean like and um it's interesting to see like how how it, uh, it seems to be really thriving in uh, sort of a competitive industry right the it industry yes it is so uh, so there are um, a million players around you know and uh, our advantage was we were the uh, early the you know the early startup advantage that we had when we started back in 2010 uh, we were one of the very few uh, players who adopted cloud technologies and were offering that and now we are among the leaders and our focus is only on cloud so that's why we call ourselves as a born in the cloud company and we focus on cloud technologies so there we have been able to build a niche for ourselves and uh, you know stand apart from our, our services that we provide and if there's anything on cloud people reach out to us with digital transformation stories and what not yeah yeah that's really good like 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 is find a niche within a crowded space that's that's really um um i feel quite critical uh to differentiate yourselves right 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 yeah okay. so like um i mean uh coming back to the blog again like uh who actually like writes the content we have like uh, uh you know a team of writers in house or um do the founders right so um yes so uh in the early stages like when we were a very small team we all used to contribute uh right from the founders uh the developers and everyone who is hands on so uh to to give you a stat right so 35% of the traffic that comes into our uh, you know our website is via blogs blogs mm. that we share across uh, social media and everything so that comes in and that's about 35% so that's a huge uh, chunk of you know of traffic coming into our uh, website and content is something that everyone is consuming over the internet and if if it makes sense to them you know they relate to it and then the conversation gets going either on social media or on blogs and so on and so forth so uh, we have uh, you know our marketing team who who manage all the blogs but uh, in most case scenario the content is contributed by our technical team right mm. so that we are adding value to the point where technical readers who are there in the uh, industry and you know read them share their thoughts and so on and so forth so a uh, thought leadership is there you know uh, we want to be pioneering our uh, 
hearts and give an avenue even for our internal team members to channelize that validate their thoughts uh, and so on and so forth so this has been where we can showcase what we do to our customers and even for potential hires right so you know we have those those who are looking out for jobs so looking at good talent out there who read okay this is what blaze clan is doing and then they read that they they get in touch so that helps us in multiple ways getting customers getting leads and getting the right talent as well and i like yeah like uh, i like how how there's an essence of kind of transparency in your blog um uh mm-hmm. what i mean by that is basically it isn't just uh Uh, constantly, you know, you know, because um, we we've worked with us here at Blindroom. We've worked with um, and we've seen many, many like tech blogs, tech-based blogs, and and some of them um, they they come across this problem of um, uh, kind of blowing their own horn too much. Uh, there's too much, mm-hmm. too much. Um, there's too much pro pro overly optimistic content. That's kind of um, you need to see that it's that's that it's overly promoting something. Uh, too biasedly, right? But I think you guys don't don't have that problem. I, I really like seeing some of the transparency uh, that you kind of have here. Like, like for example, this topic: uh, disadvantages of the hybrid cloud IT infrastructure. So you, you mm-hmm. talk a lot about disadvantages of certain things, advantages of certain things, best best practices for certain certain aspects um, related to digital adoption. You got a little bit of honesty and integrity going on. So I think that's really nice to see as well. I ah, appreciate appreciate that feedback so basically it has been a very thought uh, thought through process uh, where we wanted to ensure that we are sharing what we practice and what we want to do so this helps us to uh, share what uh, as i said right thought leadership is there and we want to uh, convey to our potential customers and uh, you know in general the community that this is what it is and uh, we are so to say we have we, we have led from the front uh, in this in in this space and uh, this is what we do and this is what we feel and you know that's where we get the engagement going and this helps us to be you know lead from the front and always understand what the market requirements are and so on and so forth so that's that's our way of looking at blogs and engaging with the community yeah and i think it's really great it's great to to hear uh um established uh established businesses like yourself uh you mentioned that you about like more than 30% of your your website traction comes from from the blogs from and we talk a lot we talk a lot about di- dynamic uh uh um dynamic sites with fresh content when it comes to to really making your website work for you i think uh, you need to have a dynamic site with fresh content as opposed to a site that just sits there without a blog or without anything that's constantly constantly uh, producing new uh, 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 things for people to look at so i think this is something that that's, that's great as well was there a, was there a, a big learning curve um, for you guys in in doing all of these kinds of things uh from a learning curve yes um i think earlier right from the in initial phase uh, we didn't write much right we were all uh, developers we didn't have a dedicated team uh we we were just writing in okay you know we had our own uh, targets you know you need to write a blog a month so that you can you know hone your skills and so on and so forth but uh, that eventually we knew that you know we are not leading we are not writing so 
writing and uh, writing the technical blogs also gave uh, our teammates, you know, an avenue to think ahead and think about uh, the larger picture. So that learning, when we said, no, this is not happening, we started pushing our team, you know, you need to write more, uh, understand what the market is, what the industry is looking for, and then share your thoughts. So I think uh, the learning was we were writing less earlier or we were sharing less with the community. Uh, that changed, I think, in the last uh, four years. From the fourth year onwards, I think we've been uh, constant and we've been very active in the blog space and in the community space. Mm, right, yeah. So that's a pretty interesting point. So just to sidetrack a little bit uh, um, from, from, what, from what you've gathered, um, Currently, what is the market looking for from an educational standpoint? What are they kind of searching for, looking for right now in terms of um, your industry uh, topics like, you know, with cloud, uh, DevOps, uh, whether it's uh, digital adoption? What, what kinds of things are, are people really like desperate to find out about? So uh, on, a, on, a, on a very broad range, I think there are three things which is very key uh, for the current scenario is highly receptive. People want to understand what the industry is doing to reduce costs or optimize your operations costs, right? And the second one is how do you securely run it? So if anything around it, people want to understand what it is, what people are doing, and then adopt it. So that's one thing. And then from uh, specific to our industry, the other thing is that uh, a lot of enterprises are going towards multi-cloud. When I say multi-cloud, it is across uh, various cloud providers that are there in the market, and they don't want to lock in into a particular uh, you know, service provider, then they want to work on multi-cloud solutions. So that is a niche that we have, and we work with multiple uh, cloud providers that helps us to, for us, for them, it, we become a one-stop shop for anything and everything on digital transformation enabled or you know, powered by cloud technologies. So that's what people want to read. And uh, that's where we have been advocating and writing content about as well. So um, have you actually made use of uh, things like SEO and keywords and stuff when you uh, produce yes, blog content? It is, uh, it is uh, highly optimized for SEO and we have engaged with, uh, you know, our digital agencies for this and we have, uh, you know, invested a lot in this as well. So it's an investment that we that we do, nice. and we have seen, uh, you know, uh, you know, we have been we have seen some good traction because of that investment as well. So yes, so we continue to do that. Oh, very nice. So um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, could you just uh, repeat the address of your site and your blog sure. for our listeners? The, uh, the website is www.blazeclan.com. That is B-L-A-Z-E-C-L-A-N, blazeclan.com. And the website for our blog would be blazeclan.com slash blog. So yeah. Nice one. Cool. I... I look forward to uh, seeing more content from you guys. And uh, awesome. It was awesome having you thank on the you. show. Thank you. Thank you, Khaled. Thank you, Rof. Uh, thank you for having me on your, on your thing. And best of luck. You guys are doing a great thank job. Thank you. Thank you very much. It. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.